Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 26th. It's 2023. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. We do have some early stuff going on, but we're going to focus on the two main slates for FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, FanDuel and DraftKings did some stuff differently in the morning time, so I can't wait to play some DFS Day Baseball, but I'm going to be focusing today with Tim on this eight-game main slate that they started at 635. I'm shocked. They included the 630 games. Who would have ever thought? Anyway, uh, joined today by my buddy Tim Buell. You all know him in the DFS streets as Tasteful Tides. Tim, what's happening, my friend? Man, not much, Stevie. You know, I, I had a, a pretty good, uh, uh, you know, Atlanta, Toronto stack going. Uh, you know, got some good, uh, good stacks going tonight. But uh, I think I'm going to come up a little short. I'll make some money, but not a lot. Um, I think I'm going to win both my bets that I made, also. So that's good. Um, real quick, what did you think of uh, Talladega? I mean, that was a pretty ridiculous ending, right? That was a that was a pretty crazy crazy ending to that race. Um, what do I think overall? I think it was a snooze fest. Um, that's what I, I mean, see. It, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not I'm not one that needs a lot of wrecks or anything. Like my right. strategy at those tracks, I mean, they, they don't need a lot of wrecks. So, I mean, just frustrating. Um, like we saw some three wide racing, but this new car, I mean, it, like these super speedways are like almost strategy races now. And I mean, that's not what you want to see on those races. You want to see, you know, aggressive pushing and, you know, drivers that don't have a chance to win, have a chance to win. And uh, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I like it better. Okay, I'll say this, right? I liked the cup race better than like if there was like 15 cautions and wrecks and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, is a snooze mm-hmm. fest really the right word? Probably not. But two wide racing without teams really trying that third line kind of stunk. And then they tried it and then it was working, but I feel like they waited too long to try it. But I, I don't know um, what the answer is really because the Xfinity race was a was a crapshoot. Um, a lot of, I mean, finally, you know, the Xfinity drivers were a little aggressive and that was fun to watch. But again, like, I don't need to see, you know, 20 cars wreck out. Um, right. And, you know, but that, but so really quick, I would rather see that in the Xfinity series because I want them to learn and how to be aggressive in drafting and bumping and stuff and blocking very aggressively. So, um, I mean, Daytona, we watch the Xfinity drivers just drive around. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's catch 22. Um, but yeah, See, overall, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad thing. I, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked because I watch every race, but I'm just a casual fan. And to me, like, I'm not a real expert like you. To me, it seems so boring. It seems so different. It didn't feel like Talladega to me. You know, it didn't feel like that same kind of super speedway action packed. Like, I don't need all the crashes but it just felt so different and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it as much. So that's just my two cents. Now as a casual fan, before we get into this baseball slate, we'll get there. Um, As a casual NASCAR fan, the last 30 laps when they were running three wide and they were pushing and being aggressive, like that's Talladega, right? right? So had they, but like it, it, we go from, if we think back two or three years ago, we go from like single file racing for 30 laps at Talladega and Daytona to very aggressiveness at the end to now like two wide racing, which is better than single file racing at least. Um, but still, I mean, you're just not, you're not able to pass enough or generate enough runs. Um, and I, I don't know how they fix that. I, I really don't. So I would rather the car be safer. Uh, I mean, overall, and I think this car has produced really good racing on a lot of good tracks, but they definitely have to figure something out on short tracks um, right. and potentially super speedways, but I don't want the cars to be unsafe. Ryan, Ryan course, Priest hit Kyle Larson yeah. so that was hard. Na- and, that was a nasty yeah. one. That was like the worst one I've seen since like, uh, was it Almarillo broke his back, right? When he flipped like that one was rough. Times. Yeah, Kansas. That was a rough one. Yeah. I was, I was at Daytona when Newman got hit and flipped up over the top oh, of the car right. of LaJoy. And yeah, um, I remember that, that one was one scary because I was at the start finish line in the infield, mm. and I remember just like everything just stopped, like it was so quiet. And man, it was just it was crazy. But all right, all right. got some baseball <laughs> six thirty five Eastern start time today. Um, Mason Miller not doing well. Is that what chat's saying? Um, okay, Angels off to a really good start against Mason Miller. I ended up with a lot of this Arizona Kansas City game. So my night's going to kind of be determined by that. And I have a lot of canning. So, um, I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping canning pitch better and um, we'll see what happens. But anyway, all right. We got Dodgers and Pirates to get us started here. This game has an eight and a half total. Um, the Diamondbacks, a 138 favorite. We got Goslin kind of opening and we're gonna get like it sounds like andre jackson is like a long reliever he's thrown two or three innings so i would assume like we might see goslin go two innings and then you know jackson go three innings and then we get bullpen arms for an inning or two a piece um so 
kind of like a relief okay. situation here for the Dodgers. And then on the other side of this game, Ronzi Contreras. Hey, he's a, he doesn't need an opener. He's going to come out. He's going to pitch a normal game. Uh, we'll go Dodgers pitcher situation. It's an eight game slate. Tim, we're not touching this situation, right? No way. I mean, it's like he's he's seven thousand. He pitched what three innings, fifty seven pitches. Like he's not gonna even. I doubt he even pitches three innings in this game. Really, the way that they treat their pitchers. So he's he's an easy X for me. I, I don't think we have to go much more into that i think that's a pretty easy x <clears throat> and uh someone in chat just said shaman is in did did they play the old loop-de-doopy on us um against the cardinals oh, so they, they like hey we want to push Manaya back because we want to take advantage of the righties <laughs> they roll out some lefties in that cardinals lineup and shaman is in there in the second inning so that's kind of funny um i wasn't touching that situation anyway so it doesn't mm-hmm. really affect me too much but um it's just funny little loop-de-doop all right Contreras on the other side of this game we know Contreras has some upside uh any interest here against the Dodgers I mean kind of and I know that sounds kind of crazy but it's it's the price right and also I think the Dodgers might end up having like a watered down lineup uh so it really depends on the lineup there's I think they have a couple guys on uh paternity leave right was it wasn't Mookie on paternity yep. leave? Wasn't Muncie? Or are they back? Now? Mookie's back. Mookie's, oh, Mookie's back. back. Muncie okay. went on paternity te- like list on Tuesday. But you okay. might be thinking JD Martinez is kind of banged up as well. Yeah, um, he's dealing with that back injury that he's had for like three or four right. years for the Red Sox. So yeah. Um. I'll, so I'll, I know I'll, we're I'll, not right. we're we're not getting Muncie. Will Smith is still out, and then Martinez is day to day. Okay. So I mean, really. I do have a little bit of interest on him just because of his price. He's 5,700. Uh, this could end up being a, a pretty watered down lineup. I mean, obviously, and of course we're going to know that right at the start of the slate. So if it, if they have everybody back, then maybe not, but if it's going to be a pretty watered down lineup, then I, I wouldn't mind taking a couple shots in a large field setting. There's not a lot of cheap options today at pitcher. Like just, I mean, to sum it up, there's just not a lot of options at cheap, like cheap pitchers today. So if we do get a watered down Dodgers lineup, I do think Contreras is interesting. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about some of these guys we have. um, I mean, just not, like I said, just not a ton of upside really in this range. So I I think like first glance, Sandoval might get some ownership. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same situation as Suarez the other day. And I mean, I'll bring up the same points when we get there, but I don't like lefties against Oakland. If you're not a good lefty. And I don't know if I would consider Sandoval an above average lefty. So um, I think he'll get some ownership. So, I mean, maybe Contreras is a pivot off of him. I think Steven Matz is really interesting in this range. And we'll talk about him when we get there. Um, oh, and let's talk. Oh, and uh, Will Smith is on the IL. Yeah, that's what I said. Will Smith is oh, okay. out. Oh, Will yeah, Smith, Muncie, yeah. and then JD okay. is questionable. So. I, okay, I I didn't hear that. So yeah, this this lineup looks not great as of right now. You know, so yeah, okay. Yeah. The only problem is Contreras strikes out righties at a much higher clip, and they're gonna have a lot of lefties in this lineup. Um, mm-hmm. Outman, Hayward, Freeman, Peralta. Uh, I think Michael Bush got called up, so he'll be in there as well. Um, so they're going to have enough lefties that I think it matters. But I mean, if you're in this range, I, I think he could potentially be playable. 
Let's talk Dodgers bats. What do you like here for the Dodgers? You know, it, it's they're expensive, right? I mean, Freddie Freeman would be the guy that really sticks out at 5,100, but um, they don't like looking at this projected lineup, they don't look like priorities. Like when I first saw all oh, the Dodgers, definitely want to take a look at them, but really. I mean, Freddie Freeman, you can always play Freddie. You can always play Mookie. Uh, James Outman, uh, unbelievable young player. Uh, really like to get to him. Um, I mean, it's definitely a viable stack. I, I feel like in these kind of like mid-range size slates, there's always these games where I don't mind getting little bits of pieces of both sides, right? Like I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of Contreras, but I also wouldn't mind if I'm making five, 10 teams getting a Dodger stack because it's the Dodgers and they're one of the best hitting teams in baseball. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Hayward Freeman Altman would be like my main three. Michael Bush is 2000. This kid has some pop. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. he is, he's a talented prospect. I think he's top 50 overall in baseball. Um, I know, like the, he was like estimated to be called up at some point this year, but like with the injuries and stuff and like Muncie being out. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that has some upside, you know? So we saw him get his first career start yesterday on Tuesday and he went one for three with an RBI struck out once uh, minimum salary still uh, grades out as a good raw power hitter. And like I said, top 50 prospect in baseball had 21 home runs last season in triple a. So, um, definitely don't mind him against Contreras. Contreras, like I said, when he does struggle is with lefties. So Bush, Outman, Hayward, Freeman, and then like with the price on like a guy like Bush and Hayward, they're both so cheap. It's so easy to play Freeman and Betts together. So I mean, when you're being when you're able to get like the two top hitters, and then you have the two cheap bats where you can still do whatever you want at pitcher, the stack becomes more viable. Hate the ballpark. I mean, this game's in Pittsburgh. We got to remember that. That's true. Uh, um, Pitts Pittsburgh bats. Any interest here in the Pittsburgh bats? Not really. Uh, Reynolds is out. Um, you know, he'd be my favorite guy. Maybe Zawinski, if you needed like a kind of lowish end punt in the outfield. But I'm not really about stacking this team. I know that we don't really know who's going to be out there for the Dodgers, but I'm not really, I'm not really excited to attack them. So I'm, I'm going to pass on Pittsburgh. Shout out to Reynolds too, by the way. Um, eight, eight, eight years, one Oh nine, one Oh nine, one Oh six. I think one Oh six. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That was really cool. Um, yep. On the bereavement list right now. So like you said, he's out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so cool that McCutcheon's back. Just as a side, yeah, I do too. Not, not that I want to play him in DFS, but I think it's so cool that he's back. I saw him get his standing ovation when he the first game. I thought that was so cool. I've been to that ballpark. Uh, It's a beautiful ballpark. I I love the fans there. I love that city. Um, I, you know, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm McCutcheon. I don't mind playing him against lefties, but he's very rarely going to make my lineups against um, right-handed pitching. The only guy. That I have some interest in here is um, Swazinski at 3,200. He's been consistently hitting all season, and he's hitting like extra base hits. He's not just hitting singles. So um, he would be the one guy that I have interest in in this spot. Yeah. All right, Houston at 
Yeah, no no trade clause on that Reynolds contract. You're right, Dave. What's up, YouTube? Uh, Hope you're having a yeah, there's a no trade clause. So That's I don't think there's him. an opt out option, which I know he was seeking, but mm-hmm. there is a no trade clause. So um yep. what's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a great Tuesday night. Houston at Tampa, no total in this game. Um, it has been confirmed that Brown is gonna start for Houston. And then it sounds like it's going to be an opener situation followed by Josh Fleming for Tampa, but it hasn't been um, like fully announced because who knows it's Tampa. So let's talk um, Hunter Brown first. You know, he's had three starts. He's had some really solid upside in a couple of those games. Um, A guy that was definitely talked about coming into the season. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, definitely a, a tremendous high end prospect, right? I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be a great great pitcher. Uh, the price though is, I think, a little bit steep for this matchup. So I I probably would pass. Um, it's not really. I mean, it's not really a lineup that I want to go after. I know that Houston won tonight, um, but it's not. I mean, Tampa Bay's tough. They're pretty. They're pretty solid top to bottom. So this isn't really – I don't think this is a spot that I want to get to with Brown. There's going to be plenty of times that we're going to play Hunter Brown this season. Right. Above average fastball, <laughs> really good curveball. Um, we've seen it already this season. Like, we know, like, his upside, his ceiling is there. The ballpark is fantastic. Um, I Just do you want to play any pitcher against this team right now? Like, any pitcher in baseball. Like, they're that – I feel like they're that good this year. Um I mean, just a, a really sound team in general. So, yep. if you want to chase, this, the ceiling, I think this Rays team. I think this Rays yeah. team has some staying power. Like you know, mm-hmm. like they're they're so good, top to bottom. Like they don't have like huge standout studs, but like just their depth is amazing. <clears throat> Very good team. Very good team. Like if you want to chase the ceiling and just believe in the talent, this is a good slate for it. I don't think there's a, like a standout SP one today. Um, you know, we have some guys that you can play that are okay, but I mean, there's not like a standout, you know, there's no, Spen- today. There, there's no Spencer Strider from yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and Dean, I'm not giving you credit for rubbing his racing. Have you ever, have you ever watched days of thunder? Like you, you mentioned it. Have you is watched that, it? Is that is that our Dean Dean? That's is that our Dean? Dean. Yeah, he must Dean, be bored. I got a I got a story I got to say about Dean. Right before we got on the show, he messaged me and said, "Hey, great lineup in the two twenty two." And I'm thinking, like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then he goes, "Oh, oops, I didn't realize you were out of innings." <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta mush me like that. Like, you're gonna like we're not even on the show together. Like, <laughs> and he mushes me. He, he DMs, funny. he slides into my DMs to mush me. Like, I oh, mean, come, that's on, come on, Dean. Shout <clears throat> out, um, shout out to Cheese. Last night he was sweating, um, a hundred k on on live when we were doing the podcast. Yeah, did not flinch one time. Did not let it affect right. him at all. Um, right. Dury's ninth inning home or tenth inning, like home run in the tenth, cost him fifty grand. He finishes. He finished second in the eight eighty eight for fifty k. And I'm sure he's not mad about it, but yeah, ninth, right. ninth or tenth inning home run by Dury is the only thing that beat him there. So that actually made Jesus. that actually made me quite a bit of money, but not not 50k. But I, I needed so. that home run. I had Drury. So 
Tampa bat or pitching situation. Are we we're not touching the situation, right? No, no way. Um, I would have some interest in these Houston bats. Not crazy about the ballpark, really, like we already mentioned. Um, Alvarez is day to day. Um, so that kind of takes the bats kind of one off off the board. Um, I think Kyle Tucker would be kind of an interesting one off, but I'm I don't think uh, I'm really that high on Houston as a stack. Yeah, I don't think I'm stacking um, Tampa bullpen really good. So, like, if at any point Fleming gets in trouble and they just go to the bullpen, um, I just – I don't see it being something that, like, really works out. Um, yeah, I just – overall, not a spot that I love. Um, not a spot that I love. Like, if I was going to play anybody here, it'd probably be, like, a guy like Jeremy Pena because shortstop's usually kind of weak. And he's a guy that has upside, but yeah, I'm probably not going there. And then on the Tampa side, I mean, they're expensive now. Like the pricing has caught up to the production. Right. If you're going to pay down at pitcher, they're definitely a stack you could target against a young pitcher. But this young pitcher has some stuff, man. He's not like this pushover young guy. Um, he's yet to allow a home run. He's faced Atlanta. He's faced Minnesota. He's faced Texas. Um, his worst start this season was against Detroit, which is hilarious. Um mm-hmm put a bad taste in people's mouths early. So like, it's kind of worked out recently. Any interest here in the Tampa bats? No, no, I mean, not, not really. I mean, not, I mean, Hunter Brown's too good of a pitcher, not a good enough ballpark. Uh, just uh, their prices are, there's no real, there's no real discount, you know? So like, I'm not going to pay 6,200, for Rosarena or 5,300 for Franco or 5,200 for Diaz. Like it's just um, if, if ownership comes out tomorrow and they're going to be like a 1% stack and I'm making 20 teams, then maybe I would do like one skinny stat because I do think this team is good. And I do think this team has a ceiling, but I don't think this is the spot and these prices are really tough. Seattle at Philadelphia. This is a game that we potentially have some weather. Um, We'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say. Um, Looks like the Northeast has a little bit of weather today in general because I know the Mets have some potential weather. But it's so hard to tell night before, so we're going to break it down and we'll let Kevin Roth tell us if we're playing it or not playing it um, later in the day. We got Walker and Gilbert, eight total pick'em game. Um, Gilbert... I mean, he was pushed back. He had some muscle spasm. So this is the first time he's pitched in eight days. Not the greatest start, but not the worst start against Philadelphia last time out. Um, Any interest in him against Philadelphia here? I'd say a little bit. I am a little bit worried about that injury, though, too. You know, like you get your start pushed back. You haven't pitched in eight days. Uh, This isn't an amazing matchup, but I think like the skill set, when it relates to his price tag of 9,100, I think is decent. Um, I think Philly is a good team, but not a great team. Um, I think that he does have a ceiling in this matchup, but I'm not, I wouldn't be like jumping to the window, like getting to the window, like hurrying to to play him. Um, But I, I, you know, we don't have a lot of options on the slate, like you said. So we have, we have to make some uncomfortable decisions especially in GPPs. Um, so I, I think that he's okay, and but he wouldn't be like my, my first choice. Um, yeah. 
uh, he's he's fine. Right. I think if he's <laughs> pitching, I think he's okay, like health wise. Um, I don't think they. This is not a guy. I mean, they've been very careful with him, so I don't think like if he's up here, he's going to be like thing. But it sounds like they. It was all kind of just. We think he's okay, but we're going to give him a couple extra days because it's April. I mean, Seattle has a great chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, this team's really solid. So I don't mind Gilbert. Again, I don't really have like a, this guy's a lock for me type of situation today. Um, I mean, I'm going to play some Gilbert. We're going to talk about a couple other pitchers today. But yeah, I mean, I think he's okay. Um, I can say with certainty, though, I'm not playing Tajon Walker at 9,200 against Seattle on the other side of this game. Uh, Seattle, again, I want to see ownership, but I think Seattle might be one of my favorite stacks, uh, on the board. Like I, I think Walker's kind of like dust and he gives up home runs. I mean, again, we've got to check on weather, right? Like if it's cold, rainy wind blowing in, that might change my take on this, but I really, I really like getting to, to Seattle. Like we got the big dumper for 4K, uh, Kalanick for 3,900. Uh, of course, you got J Rod for 5,800. Uh, Ty France 4,700. I mean, that's a little expensive for Ty France, but you know, Kalanick, big dumper, J Rod, like that stack right there. I, I I love that, and I hope that the weather cooperates, and I hope that ownership cooperates. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, and, Walker Suarez, has... and Suarez is only 3,900 too. I missed that. He's not even 4K. Like, I, I really like that. I really like that stack. Yeah, Walker has been generating more ground balls this season, but he's still struggling with command, um, leaving the ball out over the plate way too much, walking guys. So I think this is a great stack today. I'm a little concerned about, like, the ground ball rate, but, I I mean, this guy can't continue to have a, you know, 60-plus percent ground ball rate. I mean, people are going to start hitting him up, and, like, he's just generating so many ground balls with his, like, splitter and, like, hasn't been a thing in the past so i i don't know i I think i don't i don't don't trust these i don't really trust what he's doing this season versus what he usually does right like um maybe it's just you know i'm hoping that it's not real maybe it is real but i'm willing to gamble that it's not real and i think again if seattle's gonna go low owned then i really like to get to them yeah i hope it isn't um today's Josiah Gray, because I mean that was that was anything but good. Um, big dumper is Cal Riley Richie in chat. So oh, sorry about that. No, you're good. Just, you're good. I'm so used to calling him that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean overall the Seattle chat like stack outside of Julio is is pretty cheap. So definitely yep. interested in the stack. And then on the Philadelphia side, Gilbert's a good pitcher. Really, I can't wait for Harper to be back in this lineup. It's such a more stackable lineup with Harper. I know like. One guy shouldn't make a huge difference, but he does. Um, it just adds that like one more bat that you need that you feel really comfortable with. I will say like Marsh is hitting the ball really well um, to start the year. So like if you wanted to take some shots on him, I, I wouldn't like talk you off of it. He's he's just expensive now. Like he's forty seven hundred, but he just keeps hitting. I mean he is he's earning a spot on this like team like on an everyday role because he just he's not stopped hitting. Right. No, I, I agree. I, I don't mind taking a little bits and pieces here. Like Philly's definitely a competent team. I just think I think Gilbert is a good enough pitcher that I'm going to stay away for the most part. 
and oh and, yeah, you know, I, like I yeah. and like Stott, Bryson Stott was like super cheap for the beginning of the year. Now he's now he's forty one, so like I'm I can't really get to him as like a value piece. Yeah, because I mean, all he did was hit for like a month and a half straight <laughs> or week, at, at, like weeks at like, and at weeks. Like, at like thirty one hundred, you know, he was like yeah. he was like the cash game darling. So, what is going on in this Kansas City Arizona game? These pitchers are not good. Why are we not getting runs? Um, gosh, I love baseball. I love the variants of baseball. Maybe because I love NASCAR so much, and I love the variants of NASCAR. It's but like every day's Talladega. It's like every day's Talladega. You're like, oh, I'm winning. Oh no, now I'm in last. Yep. <laughs> baseball variants sometimes like these guys aren't like aren't good pitchers. Uh, a lot of baseball left. All right. Washington at New York facing the Mets. Like I said, watch the weather in this one, too. We got Gore and Senga, eight total. The Mets, a 190 favorite here. Um, any interest in Mackenzie Gore? Uh, I mean, I I kind of do, uh, just because the general, like we said, pitching's pretty weak. Um, I think that... His price is okay. You know, like I think that he he could have a big game. I think he's a competent pitcher. Um, the matchup obviously is not the best, but I think, you know, I think he's worth a shot. You know, there's a lot of guys on the slate that, you know, we're, we're going to say that about. You know, there's a lot of these, you know, so-so pitchers against these so-so offenses. So, um you know, I think he's all right, um, but I wouldn't go too carried away if you're playing, you know, a lot of teams. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, I think he's very playable. He has a 29% K rate this season. Uh, really, I mean, he's kind of been reverse splits this year. He's generating a ton of ground balls and a ton of strikeouts against right-handed hitters. Um, and I mean, they have been platooning pretty, pretty heavily. Um, and like their lefties, if they do leave them in there, they're not like the best lefties against left-handed pitching like Vogelbach. I mean, that's just a strikeout waiting to happen. So love that. I mean, so I do like, we just watch, we just watched Josiah Gray look like Cy Young, um, on Tuesday against this team. And that was, uh, it was very interesting to see because like, this is a team that doesn't typically, do what they did um but they're i mean they're a lot better against right-handed pitching so i think this spot is really interesting for gore kind of in that weird price range um and and you no, was, i don't was... believe in josiah gray <laughs> i i was uh i was watching that game me and my wife were watching a show and i always um leave baseball up on my my computer and i was watching that game and i was like man i'm gonna get so many messages today um about josiah gray and i'm like i still don't believe i don't believe it I can't wait to look at the stats tomorrow. I'm going to find something that makes me feel better about um, everything I thought about Josiah Gray yesterday, but he pitched well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gore is a strikeout guy. His biggest issue is walks. This team is a team that doesn't strike or, I mean, they walk a really high clip. Uh, so it would be a really interesting mix. I mean, but at 7,500, six innings, six 
six or ish strikeouts and we're off to the races here. So I, yeah. I think he's very playable. And I think that people will kind of be, I don't know if intimidated is the right word, but just kind of like talk themselves off of playing him. Cause it's kind of the Mets, you know, like I think the Mets are chronically overrated, you know, by, by the public. That's my opinion. So I think that, you know, people might stay away from Gore. All right. Um, Singa on the other side is, I mean, he's expensive. Yeah. Gets one of the best matchups in baseball. Washington, not a great team. They walk very little. His biggest issue this season has been walks. I mean, that potentially helps him here. Um, I mean, the most expensive pitcher on DraftKings, second most expensive pitcher on FanDuel. I mean, you really got to pay up for him. And I mean, he showed some upside against Miami the first two starts this season, but he really hasn't been great in the next two starts. And I mean, Oakland and San Francisco in those ballparks. So I'm a little concerned. I mean, he's definitely a guy that's been giving up some home runs and that's concerning. And obviously he's struggling with like walks. Are we paying this price for him today in this matchup? So when I was looking at the games before the show started, I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to say about him because, (laughs) you know, I know we're going to talk about him. Right. And I know the matchup's amazing. Uh, That's obvious. But I was like, I think he's too expensive. Like, uh, I'm not, it's going to be an ownership thing for me. Like if he's going to be super chalky, I don't really want any part of it. Okay. But if he's going to be low owned, if he's not projecting well, because you know that we all follow projection systems, like if he's not projecting well, that might make me lean uh, more heavily on him, right? Um, I'm just, my first instinct tells, makes me feel like he's, he's too expensive. Yeah, I mean, the walks, the command, the struggles against lefties, and I mean, like realistically, they're not good lefties, but we're looking at a potential five or six lefties in this lineup. Um, so I think I'm with you as far as let's see what the lineup looks like. Let's see what ownership looks like. If he's going to be low owned, I'll take some shots. If he's going to be high owned, I mean, Alcantara, Elder, Gilbert, Brown, like all these guys have similar like upsides and they're much cheaper. Um, so, right. right. All right, let's talk about this next game. Or, oh, bats, bats, bats. Almost went right past the bats. Um, that tells you just how much interest I have in bats in this game. I, yeah, um, I was going to say, I don't have much <laughs> to say about these bats. Um, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want anybody uh, for Washington. You could, always, you could always play Pete Alonzo, right? Like, he would be a super contrarian one-off, I would imagine. I mean, he's at Lindor, same kind of idea. Uh, but in terms of a stack... I mean, this is such a weird slate already, right? Like, we've gone through half of it. There's not really one pitcher or one offense that we're like, yep, that's that's the premium stuff, right? Like, that's the that's going to be the chalk, right? Um, so, you know, there's I think there's it's going to be a fun contrarian kind of – I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, condensed ownership on this slate is what I should say. Sorry, when my – my baseball buddies I grew up with um, just text me their baby was born. That's exciting. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we, I mean, I've known him since I was like, we, we played baseball together for a very long time. Um, I don't mind. Okay. So probably not going to play a lot, but I don't mind Candelario 
on the Washington side. We've seen Singa. He has some home run issues. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty with some power. I mean, it's it's hit or miss. Um, but his skill set would be the one that I'd be like targeting here um, against Singa. And then on the Mets side, like you said, you can always play Pete Alonso, especially against a lefty. So like, if you want to take some shots on Alonso, um, Lindor is another guy that hits left-handed pitching really well. They're just really expensive. Um, so, I mean. If you're not playing Singa and you're saving some money, maybe you'll have an extra, you know, couple bats in your lineup because of doing that. Um, and then, like, if you he's cheap, but I like cheaper, like cheaper options. Like if you're doing like a three man, Tommy Pham, he has not been good at all this year, but I mean, throughout his career, he's hit left handed pitching well. Um, but he's just he's been really bad. He's been really bad this year. Yeah. I'm, all right, I'm, Miami I'm, Atlanta. I'm, I'm done with Tommy Pham. I'm done with him. Yeah. He's hitting oh, two home runs tonight now. Um, okay. <laughs> Miami at Atlanta, Alcantara against Elder. One of the best pitching matchups that we have on the slate. Eight total. Braves a 160 favorite, and I think that's more of Miami's offense than it is um, Alcantara. Let's start with Sandy Alcantara. Um, I mean, he's he's shown big upside. Like, we know it. Like, this is a guy dating back to last year. He has big upside. He has a big arm. Um Tough, tough matchup here going up against Atlanta. Atlanta strikes out. His strikeout rate is down this season, which is somewhat concerning. He kind of turned it up last start. What are we doing here with Alcantara? Yeah, Atlanta has the fifth highest strikeout Alcantara? rate so far. I always say his name wrong. Alcantara. Sorry. But yeah, whatever. I mean, this is the morning grind. Who cares, right? Um, so <laughs> listen, okay. <laughs> Give me a little credit, people. I've gotten a lot better over the years. <laughs> I've put in, La- I put in last work. Time, last time I was on a show with you, we kept calling the player by his first name because we couldn't even try his last name. Yeah, it that happens. It was about, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, but Atlanta's got the fifth highest strikeout rate, right? So, I mean, they're a great offense, great team. Um, I love Alcantara. Um he he's the guy that I hope I can get to tomorrow. Um, he's 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 probably he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, it's I hope I I don't think he'll be chalk. I think he's. I mean I, I love both pitchers in this game, right? Um, this would be this would be my favorite you know one A one B pitching situation. Um, so it's it's um. These are my two favorite pitchers. Alcantara would be my 1A guy, though, because I think he can shut down this team, and I think he's got a really, really big ceiling in this matchup. I think he'll have lower ownership, too, um, just because he's facing Atlanta. So I just, the th- I'd just i agree with you, but I just don't know who the chalk's going to be. Uh, the, other, the other side of this game, we'll talk about him in just a second. Um, oh, okay. I think you don't think he's, you don't think he's gonna, you don't, Yeah, but you don't think Alcantara's going to be the next jockeyist? I mean, he might. It's tough to say. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Elder there's enough be... cheap bats that like Singa could be popular. Um, yeah, with his matchup, but yeah. uh, just just a couple notes here, right? Someone that like really has struggled with strikeouts to start of the year. Finally, finally, last start was up to his velocity. He was 98 and a half on average last start. Um, I think that's why we saw the increase in strikeouts last start kind of in that like 97 to 97 and a half through those first three starts, huge uptick in velocity. We saw his, his slider was up from like 90, 91 to like 
changeup was up in velocity. So the velocity as a whole was up in the last start. And if we look, his swinging strikes was up. Um, his strikeout rates were up. He was missing more bats. He was getting more swings outside of the strike zone. Huge, right? He got Babbitt from the Philly game. He got super unlucky in that game. I mean, it's not unlucky when you give up 10 hits. I don't care what Babbitt says. When you give up 10 hits, you're just not on it today. Huge bounce back spot against Arizona. The velocity was up. I think that's a big note. They gave him a couple extra days um, because of a like a little bicep thing. But I, I love this spot for him. Um, am I going to play him on my main lineup? I'm undecided. I, I really am. I'm going to play Elder. We'll talk about him in just a second. I love the strikeout upside. He will be a guy that I'm definitely targeting in tournaments. Atlanta is a very good offense. Um, there's no way around it. There's no way. There's no sugarcoating it. They're a very good offense. So do I trust them enough to play him in my main lineup? Probably not. Do I trust them enough in tournaments? Yeah, you have to trust the ceiling. The ceiling is massive. Um, if the bicep thing's an, an issue and he's down another mile per hour again this start, Atlanta could smush him. So if he's not generating the swing and strikes, it, it could be bad. Going to the other side of this game, Miami is atrocious. Um, this lineup is not good. Again, they have one good hitter, Jazz Chisholm. Elder is someone that was talked about a lot last year, did not perform at all, at all. Um, but we're starting to see why he was talked about a lot last year as a big prospect, a guy that could be a major league ready pitcher. Um, and I mean, He's top 10 in the Braves organization. We know how deep this team is. He throws a lot of junk. He generates a lot of swinging strikes. He doesn't get blown up. I mean, he's through four starts. He's faced Houston, St. Louis, Cincinnati, and Kansas City, and he's yet to allow a home run. So I think if we're looking for, like, floor plus some upside because of the matchup, I think Bryce Elder, 95-plus pitches, six to eight innings here, you know, maybe a run or two and just – Comes out and does his thing, scores 25-plus points, and we call it a day. Yeah, just so everybody knows how I play, I, I play one cash game team, and then I play one single-entry three-max team, and then I usually do, like, a 2v2 or a 3v3. Elder is 100% going to be my, in my cash game, right? Like, 100% uh, 100% going to be in my single-entry team also. Uh, Alcantara is the one that I'm a little bit – uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it for cash. Right. Um, but, but elder man, like he is, he is going to be the clear chalk. He's got a huge, huge ceiling, great floor in this matchup. Um, it's, I mean, pitching, pitching is weak on the slate. I mean, it's re really weak. So um, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine getting really, really overweight on great pitchers. And if I would need to spread out at, at my bats, then I'll do that. But to get overweight on, on the best pitchers is, is uh, my philosophy. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I think he's easily the, the top option of the day. All right, let's talk um, bats. Any interest in Miami? No. Yeah. I don't care no about. No issue. I don't care. No I don't care about. I don't care about leverage. I don't care about contrarian one-offs with, with that team there's certain teams that you just get to and you're like yeah um i don't care <laughs> i don't no, care no, about i don't no. care about leverage um so yeah they're just one of those teams where if i get beat here because elder struggles and he gives up his first home run of the season so be it um he just 
I mean, honestly, he allows a lot of hard contact, but he he generates so many ground balls and swinging misses with his like sinker um, slider combo that I mean, I don't want to touch it. So, um, Atlanta. I think if I'm playing Atlanta, it's a stack. I don't think I will yeah. stack them. Um, I right. typically only play three teams. I don't think they make the cut for me today. Alcan um, Alcantara is really good. Alcantara is really good. So um, I-, I could see Atlanta. Like I said, if the bicep is an issue and his velocity is down again, I could see Atlanta punishing anybody that's not on like a hundred percent on their game. I re- I really like that you said if you play them, play them in a stack. You know, I, if if Alcantara doesn't have his A stuff and they get to him it's off to the races for Atlanta. And so that's, this is to me, this is leverage. Like this is going to be low owned. They've got a ceiling. You can get, you know, you know, a really, really good contrarian stack. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I don't play 10 teams, 20 teams. But I think if I did, I would have no problem getting to a stack of Atlanta. Um, that's really it. I don't have anything else to add on this one. San Diego at Chicago taking on the Cubs. Eight total pick them game. Just a quick little weather check on Wrigley. 42 degrees, 10 mile hour winds blowing in is what we're looking at here. We got Waka and Smiley. Any interest here in Waka Waka? Did you say the wind the wind's blowing in? About 10 miles an hour. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's still probably pretty cold there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's well, you know, that kind of does change things a little bit. Um, cause I, I wanted to get to both sides of these bats really, but if, you know, Wrigley is so wind sensitive and if it's going to be wind blowing in cold, um, I, I, I mean, probably not still, but it definitely takes my interest away from the bats for sure. Like I, I think Waka. I, I think Walk is a pretty bad pitcher, but he does flash these odd ceiling games from time to time. So it's it's kind of interesting. Like if you're playing a, quite a few teams, maybe you could sprinkle them in, but I don't really have that much interest. Um, Smiley. So I had someone message me the other day. He's like, hey, Stevie, can you tell me why uh, Drew Smiley looks like Cy Young? So, um, I looked into it earlier, so I was looking through it. I mean, outside of the Dodgers just not being as good this year as they have been in years past, he is generating so much more spin this season on his curveball and sinker. Nothing else has really changed. Like, velocity and stuff like that really hasn't changed um, for Drew Smiley. So, the only thing that I could see or find was, like, he's just – he's getting a lot more movement on – I mean, his, his sinker. And I mean, that's, it's huge when you got a sinker that can kind of do that stuff, but like realistically his swinging strike rate is still the same as it was last year. Um, I mean, pretty much throughout his career, he's been an 11% swinging strike guy. So it's still that rate. Um, his strikeout rate is up about 5%, but I mean, we've seen in the past that like he can live in that like 23% range. So 25 is not too crazy. Um, big strikeout game little inflated numbers because of that strikeout game against the Dodgers. So, I mean, I looked, I looked, and like I said, 
you know, this is a guy that throws a sinker 45% to 50% of the time, depending on, you know, the game and the velocity is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of dipped a little bit and maybe he's just generating more spin with it. But um, I mean, that's all I could find. I looked through baseball savant and I mean, I looked at like vertical movement and stuff like that. And like the only thing that I could find on him was, I mean, his curveball curveball slider whatever you want to call it it's at a 36.5 percent whiff rate and that's what he's generating a lot of his strikeouts with um to start the year i'll be honest with you stevie you, you can you can have him if you want him i don't um <laughs> i didn't say i was playing him i just said that someone asked me to do a deep dive on him and i did <laughs> well that, that was a really that was a really good deep dive but you didn't sell me so um uh just this matchup, man. I it's pretty tough. A lot of uh, really great right-handed bats. Um, I love this matchup. I played a lot of steel. I think he was on two of my four teams I built um, on Tuesday. That's a little. That's a little different, though. Right? Is it? I mean, is it? I think is it, is. it. Drew I Smiley, twenty-five percent K rate this season. Negative five percent hard to soft contact ratio. Forty degrees in Wrigley with the wind blowing in. So, okay, say say you open up projections tomorrow because you know the bat loves Drew Smiley sometimes. Say you see oh, yeah, him he's gonna be... right, right at the top. Right at the t- what if you see that? And you know oh, I'm going to that... like it even more. Oh, okay. So his ownership is going to be inflated. Um, all right. All right. All we'll I'm see. saying is the Padres might actually not be as good as everybody's giving them credit for. Soto is not good against left-handed yeah. pitching. Bogarts was he struggled like he's good a good contact ground ball hitter against lefties I watched this guy for how many years in Fenway like he's good at hitting the ball but he's not good at hitting it hard or I mean like he so he's faced 36 left-handed um he has 36 left-handed plate appearances this year he has a under 100 ISO 8% K rate and a 56% ground ball rate so he's just hitting the ball on the ground and that's what I mean, that's what Drew Smiley does anyway. He tries to get the ball on the ground. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm playing Smiley. I just think it's really interesting. Um, I really hope he doesn't have a lot of ownership and make my decision a little bit easier if I want to play him or not. But, I mean, this team might not be that good. They had to roll out like Matt Carpenter and Gresham against Steele on Tuesday. I mean, they don't have that like bottom half of the lineup. Like Cronenworth was in there. Um, I mean, there's enough lefties that Smiley throughout there, his career has no been way I'm, dominant. There's no way lefties. I'm playing him. There's no way I'm playing him at ownership. Yeah. There's Do you think he's going to be highly owned? I'm just saying, like we talked about, if he's popping in Cardi's or Jamino's projections, like he sometimes does, you know he does sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, if he's getting talked about as some, you know, high-owned value option, I'm going to be a little bit concerned. If he's can I sell like, you on one more thing on Drew Smiley in this spot? Probably not, but you can try. <laughs> the Padres are awful against sinkers. All right. I mean, okay. I'm not okay. I don't know how much Smiley I will end up playing, but if Drew Smiley goes out and throws like six innings and eight strikeouts here, it wouldn't shock me. I'll say that. Like all the stats support like a really solid outing here from Drew Smiley. It's still Drew Smiley. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's still Drew Smiley. Um, it's 33 year old Drew Smiley. Um, 
I don't know. Anyway. All right. <laughs> he gives it so many fly balls to righties and it just, he dominates lefties, man. If they have like four or five lefties in this lineup, I'm going to have a hard time not playing him. Let's talk Padres bats. Uh, what do you like here for the Padres? I mean, it's, it's not really, um, you know, my, my favorite team, but it's, uh, you know, to T te- I, I, I would love to tease, especially if Smiley's going to be high-owned. I would love Machado. Um, I don't mind taking a shot on Bogarts, obviously, or Cruz. The righties, you know, Nola as a punt, uh, Kim as a punt. Um, it's just, um, it's going to really depend for me on weather and owner and the ownership of Smiley. Like, if it's going to be a really, really brutal, wind-blowing in-day, cold, like we like we say it is, um, maybe I'll just stay away from the whole game completely and fade a chalky Drew Smiley, you know, and hope that he gives up three, four runs and doesn't get the K's or something like that. But but also San Diego's stat doesn't really go off either. I mean, so just to kind of give you an idea, Steel was 9% owned today. Um mm. And we we both can kind of say like Steele's probably a better pitcher than Drew Smiley. Big difference in price range, um, like two twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars difference. But and Steele's been great this year. But I mean, Drew Smiley's coming off a monster game, so it's I don't know. Um, I will I will just say though I don't mean to like you know hammer this point home too much, but Steele also wasn't popping in projections, you know. So like I I just I'm just worried that tomorrow yeah but if you know, Steele wasn't popping in projections do you think Smiley's going to be popping in projections against San Diego I I know I've used the bat for long enough and I'm sure you have too <laughs> that you have seen Drew Smiley at the top of Cardi's system a lot when you're like huh how is he the number one pitcher like you know you have you know you have <clears throat> I hope tomorrow's not that day. <laughs> um cubs bats here against waka waka has been bad this year um 5.3 xfit allowing over 380 woba to both sides over 220 iso to both sides of the plates um at least four earned runs and three of his four starts the one good start that he had this season was against atlanta um and he absolutely dominated them um outlier who knows any interest here in the cubs bats they're just a little too expensive uh, especially if the weather is going to be bad, you know, like they're, you know, Hap at 5,100, Swanson at 5K, Suzuki at 4,900. To me, that's just a little too pricey. Uh, if home runs are going to be at a premium on a cold, cold day at Wrigley. So I think that I'm, I'm mostly out on Chicago. Hitting conditions were better. I think this is a spot I I really have some interest in the Cubs bats. I still might use them as like a secondary stack because I mean I do think that this team is really good. Horner he can run on anybody. Um, Hap is really good. Wisdom has shown like the power that you know everyone kind of touted for years for him is actually might be a thing. And he's my only concern with Wisdom is he is a massive fly ball guy. Um, and I mean I do worry about like winds blowing in even at ten percent and forty degree weather. Um. I mean, it just a game that like overall the weather is going to be affected, like how I approach it. I mean, if this is a 70 degree weather game, I mean, so just to give an idea, right? 
Cubs were in 40 degree weather, 10 mile an hour winds blowing in on Tuesday and looking at um, weather edge minus 48.7% home runs um, plus ERA plus innings pitch plus ground balls. Um, so, I mean, RBIs down huge 67 game sample size. Um, so enough a sample size with weather affecting like, Whenever I see minus almost 50% home runs and minus almost 10% um, runs, like it's really hard for me to say, hey, let's stack this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a stack for me. Oakland at LA taking on the Angels. We got a nine and a half total in this game. Sandoval against, uh, it sounds like it's going to be Luis um, Medina making um his first start of the season here for oakland any interest here in medina um how, do we know what he's been doing down at triple a um has he been pitching his regular um i mean probably not right but I don't know. I might have to do a deeper dive because if you have like a high end stack that you could find for 5k, may- maybe he'd be worth a tournament flyer. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, interested. I mean, this guy has a massive, massive arm from everything that yeah. I read. I always, yeah. I always look into this kind of stuff. So massive arm, uh, massive curveball, And I mean, you know, triple A stuff this season, 27% Ks, 10% swinging strikes. We saw him in double A. Just everything I read on him, it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having yesterday on, was it Manning? Was it Manning that was pitching? Um, Mason Miller. Mason Miller was pitching for Oakland. No, like, this is not a MLB ready pitcher. Um, and they just have no reason to leave these guys in the minors right now. So, I, I don't know. Um, big arm big arm like if you want to take some shots i'm not going to talk you out of it because right. I mean, whenever you have a plus arm with a big curveball bottom half of this lineup can strike out with the best of them um and, he, and he's 5k he's cheap yeah i mean like and there's going to be bad taste in people's mouth because i mean miller had a, a really bad first inning and i know he had some ownership um I mean, he has six strikeouts through four innings. So, like, he's bounced back a little bit. Like, if he didn't have that bad first, um, he would be sitting a lot better than he is right now. So, I think he is definitely playable. Um, yeah. He's just too cheap. Like, if we if we want to pay up for a top arm and get a top stack, like, we're going to end up in this range. He's a punt. Um, I, like I said, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, Sandoval, other side of this game. Sandoval has struggled with command this season. He's walking. He has 12 walks and 15 strikeouts and 18 innings this year. Um, walking guys, very high clip, 14%, 17% strikeouts, five XFIP, um, XFIP and Sierra higher than his ERA. Any interest here in Sandoval? I would say a little bit, uh, cause he's, we actually kind of know who Sandoval is and he gets a matchup against Oakland, which is, you know, obviously Oakland is cheap and they went off on Monday and that was a great call by you. I was also on guys like Aguilar. Um, so like, you know, but the way that I look at this slate is that if, if 
Elder and Alcantara don't break it, if you get 13, 14, 15 points from your pitcher, you're going to be looking quite good, I think. So if if you think Sandoval can do that, which I certainly think he can, I think he's got to be in your tournament pool. He's not somebody that I'm like excited to play, but I think he's, I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I, I mean, I don't love the spots. I do think this team is much better against left-handed pitching. Um, he's better than Suarez. So like, as we were talking about Suarez on Monday and like Suarez was getting some ownership, like he's better than Suarez. The walks, mm. the struggle, like with walks this season is certainly concerning and, He's given up a lot of hard contact, even though like he's generating ground balls. Um, the problem that he might run into here is like Roker, Jesus Aguilar. Like these guys are fly ball hitters. I mean, that's why they hit so well against Suarez. Suarez is a ground ball guy too. So um, I think he's okay. Like you said, if you're playing, if you're MMEing and you want, you know, him as like an SP2, like, and you're making an SP2 group where you're not getting more than like one of those guys, then sure. I don't hate it. Pitching is weird on this slate. Like we're, so we're seven it's games so through, weird. and like I, I still don't feel like great about anybody. Like Elder's fine, but it's not like I don't think Elder's going to go out and score thirty-five points. Um, so it's a really interesting slate for pitching. Yeah. Um, Oakland bats. You like any of these Oakland bats here? You know, we were. All, you know, you were all over Oakland on Monday. You know, I played Oakland uh, in cash and in single entry, and I did quite well. Um, you know, they continued to be extremely cheap. You know, Aguilar is still only 2700 Um, You know, you got uh, D- both Diaz's, 3000 and $2,700. Langoliers at $3,100. Uh, I always forget his name. Brent Rucker, right? I mean, he broke the slate at thirty six hundred. Um, it's and 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 they were low owned, right, Stevie? Like on Monday, they were they were yeah. pretty low owned stack. So because people had a lot of interest in Suarez, right? Exactly. So if you if you see that same scenario occurring on you know on this slate, I see no reason why you can't try that same angle again, right? Like, um. Uh, for me, a team like this is a better three-man stack. Yeah, um, that's just my opinion. But um, they're they're great fill-in pieces, and I think they're also great fill-in. I know a lot of people don't play cash, but I think they're a great fill-in uh, for cash games too. Yeah, I, I mean Aguilar, Diaz, Roker, uh, Ruiz. I think are all very playable here. Smith, if he's is he still like he's twenty-one hundred shortstop position. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, he's only had 13 at-bats this season against lefties, but he has a 364 ISO. Um, so if he he's going to be minimum salary, and you can do like a little wraparound maybe, but he's just he's so cheap that it doesn't really matter Like at that point. So I don't mind him. Um, he will get pinch hit for. That's the only concern um, if it's a close game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. If you want a minimum salary shortstop, he's, he's so cheap, man. Uh, Angels bats. I mean, it's a it's a it's a young pitcher making his debut. Really, um, I think if you want to play the Angels, you stack him up. You hope that 
he's not on his game kind of thing. And I mean, Oakland has the worst bullpen in baseball. So like if they do get to him early, you're getting the worst bullpen in baseball. So I think you have to have interest in the angel stack today. Um, all the points that I made about Medina are fine. And I do think like he has a big arm, but he really hasn't pitched deep into games in triple a yet this season. So if he, if they get to him early here, I mean, this could be a stack that wins you a slate. Oh, absolutely. This this team probably has the highest like overall ceiling if you're going to be running like optos uh, on the slate. It's, it's probably going to be the Angels. So I love them. I, I played three Oakland, five Angels on Monday. You know, I, I got 180 points. Like I, you know, tripled my money in single entries. And, you know, I can see that same, very same scenario uh, for this slate. So you know, it all really depends on what you do at your SP2 uh, on DK. Like, I can't uh, play uh, Elder and Alcantara and then stack the Angels, right? But I can play Elder and maybe one of these cheaper options like a Mackenzie Gore or or somebody like that, right? Or if I'm feeling really brave, your boy, Drew Smiley, you know. Uh, What's happening? So, Right, something like that. You could, you know, it really depends on on what you're doing at SP two, um, and that that's the kind of uh, line of construction decision for the slate. Very interesting slate um, for line of construction. So, I think the Angels are very stackable. Um, I mean, we don't really have to go through like who to stack. I mean, it's Otani, Trout, Renfro, and then two cheap bats that crack good lineup spots or something. I mean, you know, you want to get. Those three, those are the three big bats in this lineup. All right, we finish it out. St. Louis, San Francisco, eight and a half total pick'em game. Mats and Descalfani. I don't understand why this game's a pick'em game. Um, I, I, man, I like. I know like Descalfani's been pitching good this season, but I mean, I like the Cardinals that almost even money money line in this game. Um, Stephen Mats. A cheap pitcher that I really like today. Um, if you've listened to the podcast this year, you probably already knew this was kind of coming. Like, I think the Giants are one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. I will note, I will note, got a little bit more right-handed heavy now. Um, you know, they have options on the bench um, with Hanniger coming back and playing and Slater coming back. Those are two good hitters against left-handed pitching. So maybe they get better against left-handed pitching. Um so I'm a little bit more concerned when I'm facing this team, but I mean, he's 6k and this game's in San Francisco. Like I'm going to have some interest in him here. Like uh, gosh, I'm going to, I know I'm going to end up with some Drew Smiley. I know it. So like, you're going to, just... you're going to open up the bat. It's going to be Drew Smiley and Steven Matz on top of projections. Yeah, maybe. Um, so like, I'm, I, I want to play elder and I don't really love, like, Alcantara like in a large field tournament is fine but like in a main lineup like I'm probably paying down for SP2 and it's probably Smiley but in tournaments like I think like taking some shots here on mats is definitely playable I mean I uh, you know I think he's going to be extremely high owned you know the the Giants lead the league in strikeouts mats is only 6k he's a name that people know right um he doesn't you don't necessarily trust him but he's only six thousand, like you said so i think he's going to be a very 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 popular option and then of course that kind of leads back 
to Drew Smiley, right? Like Smiley could end up being the GPP pivot away from a much chalkier mats, which would, in my eyes, boost Smiley quite a bit. Cause I, I think Matt's, I didn't realize how, how cheap he was when we started the show. Yeah, so cheap. I just, I just noticed this price. That was my bad. Cause I didn't even know how cheap he was. Um, so yeah, this is going to be, I would assume like you're the chalkiest SP two, right? Like everyone's going to be on, on, on this matchup. I wouldn't be shocked that like, if we get the very spread out ownership today, so I think from like an optimal like cash game, it's going to be elder mats as your pitchers. And then it's going to be like a couple angels, right? A couple Oakland bats. Then I don't know after that, but it's definitely, I think the chalkiest, I think the chalkiest combo is going to be elder, elder and mats. Bring it on Drew Smiley. Let's make some money yeah. today. Yeah. All right. Descafani. On the other side of this game, I mean, like I said, he's pitched well to start the season, but he's faced the White Sox, the Kansas City Royals, and the Detroit Tigers. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him. We've been watching this guy for years now, right? And it's like, I don't I don't necessarily trust him. 8,600. There are pitchers above him and below him. Uh, I mean, he rates out on this slate even this really kind of poor pitching slate with that price, he rates out very poorly for me. Um, I'm not, I'm not really about him today. Yeah. Extremely patient offense. Um, I mean, he has been great this season. If we want to look at like it from a statistic standpoint, Um, he's generating ground balls. He's not walking people and his strikeout rate is, I mean, really solid. So like in that aspect things, but like, the numbers are so skewed. He's faced two of the worst offenses in baseball. So we saw him struggle last time out against the Mets. I mean, like we'll see. And like, this is one of those like sample size things. Like if we look back to like Descafani's numbers last year, I mean, this is a five X fip guy, 18% K's gives up power to both sides of the plate. Like I think it was more of just matchups than anything else um, for, for Descafani here. So I don't have any interest. Um, I have some interest in the Cardinals bats. I don't love the ballpark, so I don't know if it's like a full stack situation, um, but I, I think they're very playable today. Yeah, I I don't blame you at all, and I think they're going to come with very, very, very low ownership. So, like, I think you could end up getting some really um, contrarian pieces here. Um, I don't trust Descalfani, so I I'm all about getting to St. Louis, I think that's going to be a very contrarian stack. Um, like Wilson Contreras at 4,300 or even, or even like Paul, like Paul Goldsmith, 6,000. Nobody's going to be playing that, right? Like they're going to be terrified of that price. So I think that he would be like a really, really contrarian one-off. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Giants bats. Uh, I mean, I, I will say like what I said before, Hanniger's back. He's um in this lineup. He's 3,900. We know he's good against left-handed pitching. Slater throughout his career has been good against left-handed pitching. If you want to take shots on those two guys and throw in like a JD Davis and make it a three-man, if Mats is going to be chalky, 
I don't think I full stack against him. But if you want a little bit of a contrarian, like three man, those would be the three guys I'd be targeting here. Um, I mean, the pinch hit risk is always there. They bring in a righty and Jock Peterson's on the bench. You know that, I mean, this guy is just waiting to get in that bat at some point in the game. So, yeah. I mean, we saw it against Montgomery, you know. So, I mean, that's the only downside to taking shots on the Giants here. But maybe if they get up by enough and Matt's doesn't pitch well and you're, you know, you're doing what you needed to do against that, maybe they don't even worry about pinch hitting these guys uh, because they're up and they give like full days off. Yeah. I'm it's, it's tough because it's, it could be a leverage spot if Matt's is going to be super, super chalky. Um, but I'm not, I'm not really that excited to play them. I think there's just way better spots on the board. All right, let's go play the morning grind game so we can get out of here and go I go tilt this Arizona game because there's not a, be enough runs being scored and it's tilting me. Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Under 8. Okay. Um, oh, I'll go Gore. I'm going Drew Smiley. We all knew it was coming. Over yeah, 8K. I- to score under 15 points who's your bust today over 8k yep uh descalfani i'm gonna go tajan walker uh that's a that's a good one yeah over 4,000 to hit a home run who do you got going yard today i think if you want like a sneaky sneaky one i i really like paul goldsmith I am going all the way to the top today. I love the spot. He might hit two today. Give me Otani to go yard today. Um, under four K to get two hits. Uh, Brent Rooker. I like it. <laughs> Good pick. Um, that's who I wrote down. Hold on, I gotta find somebody real quick. Just go. Just go. The guy is gonna bat behind him. That was my next pick. Jesus Aguilar? Yeah. Now, what's the fun in that? Hold on. I'll find somebody. <laughs> um, I thought I'd find somebody faster. Oh, Kalenic. Kalenic. Oh, Kalenic. That, that's a good one. Yeah. I hope the weather stays up in that game. I like him a lot today. Um, yeah, I agree. He's just, man, he's living up to the hype, finally. It's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Well, you just reminded me about them. I forgot about them. Uh, Seattle. I love them. I hate going first sometimes, or second. <laughs> I love <laughs> Seattle today. I think it's a great spot um, for them. I, like I said, I really like the spot for... Um, I like the spot for... I think I got to go Oakland against Sandoval to score six or more runs. Um, my like Seattle or St. Louis and Seattle were like my one, two. Um, they're probably my two favorite stacks today. I mean, this is a good slate. Like there's so many different ways to approach this slate. It makes it such a good slate overall. Um, so, I mean, yeah. as far as just like playable slate, this slate's fun. Um, so there's not one. there's not any pitcher or stack i think that's gonna get way out of hand in terms of ownership and on a smaller slate that's pretty rare i think oh yeah i mean there's just so many ways to build on the slate so i mean in that aspect it's so much fun so 
Yep. All right, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday talking more baseball. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you then.